Hear the word of God from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. This reading comes from the New Revised Standard Version. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? The word of God for the world. Thanks be to God. Thank you. And thank you all for your flexibility today of uh, having to quickly look at your phones and whatnot or go with it. You know, sometimes things startle us when we least expect it, like the lights came on or like we don't have a screen, whoops. One time for a class assignment, I was asked to go to a worship service of a church that I did not, or a service that I did not normally go to. So that I, the goal, the, the assignment was to be surprised by what God's spirit was doing in that place. So I was living in Miami and I chose a Haitian congregation and I went and Quickly, I got enveloped in their welcome. They knew I didn't speak Creole, but they were fine. They showed me to my seat. I, I was excited to watch the energy of the people coming in with their families, and everybody's all dressed up, and, and I kind of followed along. You know, I could tell when we were reading scripture, when we were praying, when we were singing. It was all fine until we got to the sermon, and I didn't understand a single word. You know, you can kind of drift off. I know that never happens to you when it's in English, right? But it does happen sometimes, especially when we're, we don't know anything that's happening. And so I soon found myself wondering, wonder what the day's going to hold for that woman on the end of my row. Hmm. Or I wonder just how long that little, that big sister can get away pulling her little sister's hair before she lets out a yell. Then I began to write my grocery list. And then all of a sudden, in the midst of that loud, Creole, Haitian sermon, I heard with perfect clarity, Sister Sally, come pray. In English. <laughs> I jumped up. I walked up to the front. I stood in the middle. They handed me a microphone, and I prayed in English. 
I tell that story because in the midst of un, not understanding anything, I heard with penetrating clarity my language spoken. And I think that's a little bit what was happening that day at Pentecost. Pentecost is the birthday of the church. It is when the Spirit descended upon God's people and there was understanding. Speaking and hearing about God's power happened in an amazing way. And that power connected the people and it motivated them to move outside of their familiar place. Welcome to Pentecost. Will you pray with me? Oh, Holy One, you speak to us in so many different ways. You come to us like the wind of heaven, unseen and unbidden. And like the dawn, you illuminate the world all around us. You grant us a new beginning every day. You warm us and comfort us. You give us courage and fire and strength. Be with us now, Holy Spirit, in all that we say and all that we do and all that we think. Amen. Well, if you've been here for the last several weeks, you know that we have been walking through the book of Acts and looking at the surprising way the Spirit has been at work there. And it all began at Pentecost. You see, after Jesus had died, Jesus' followers didn't exactly know what was going to happen. I mean, Jesus appeared to them several times, and he promised he would not leave them abandoned. He promised that he would send his spirit, and now the days of not knowing what was going to happen, the days of waiting for that promised Holy Spirit are over, and he, it picks up with the spirit of Pentecost, God's spirit, God's Holy Spirit, that active sometimes powerful, sometimes very subtle, energy of God is poured out on all the people. So let's look at the text that we just read. Seven weeks have passed since Jesus has been crucified, dead, buried, and now ascended into heaven. And not much has been happening with those disciples because they didn't know the roadway ahead. They were uncertain of what the future was to hold. They didn't know how to move forward. They were all together in one place in Jerusalem. They were wondering. They were waiting. They were praying. And now the Pentecost has occurred. The Spirit of God has descended. There's a big Jewish festival going on. It's called the Feast of Weeks, and it always occurs 50 days after the Passover. Pentecost is a big holiday. It's a holiday to thank God for the grain harvest. And it's a time for us to thank God for giving us the law at Mount Sinai. So the, the Feast of Weeks is already a big celebration. It's one of three major festivals in the Jewish calendar. So Jews from all over the known world had gathered in Jerusalem for this holiday. Everyone was there from all over the world. They were there with their own dress, their own customs, their own languages. And the followers of Jesus were there too in their one place. And all of a sudden, something incredible happened. It was like the sound of a rushing wind, a fierce wind, and divided tongues as of fire appeared upon them and a tongue upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages 
as the Spirit gave them ability. They were filled with God's Spirit and began to speak about God's power and God's deeds. One minute, there were tongues of fire, and the next minute, they were speaking in tongues. And in that moment, they were understood. It's scary to be misunderstood, isn't it? It leaves us in a vulnerable and fearful place when somebody doesn't understand us or we don't understand them. It's in one action there, though, with the Spirit's arrival, in one action, there was deep understanding because people heard in their own language. I don't know if you happened to see the play at the Stras this week, Come From Away. If you ever get a chance to see it, I would highly recommend it. But it is a story about uh, what happened right after the 9-11 terrorist attacks in 2001 when 38 international planes were diverted out of the air and landed in Gander, Newfoundland. It is a beautiful story about how that community uh, made themselves available for the work of the Spirit. 38 planes landed in, on their tarmac, 38 international planes, thereby doubling the size of the community. So just think about that for a moment. The townspeople were not prepared for how to welcome these international guests, and yet they quickly spring into action and find ways to house and clothe and feed and comfort the nearly 7,000 people that arrived and the 19 animals that were in cargo. And at the beginning, the pilots, the flight attendants, and the people on the planes were very confused as there was lots of misinformation. They were not given details about why they had to land. It was a very scary time for all of us. Most of us can remember with exquisite detail what you were doing that day. They don't know each other, they don't trust each other, and they don't understand because there are many language barriers. And yet there were some awesome Pentecost moments in the play. Awesome. And allow me just to share one. Moments that allow people to communicate cross-culturally. There was one plane that came in from Africa. I don't even remember what country they were from or what language they were speaking, but it was not English. And after the folks finally were able to disembark off the plane, the school buses had been activated, so they would take them to churches and schools, and this particular plane load of Africans was taken to the neighboring town to the Salvation Army headquarters there. And when, the, when they get there, the Africans are scared to death because they don't understand. They are frightened because they are being asked to get off of this friendly school bus and go to this place where all these people are in uniform. They think they're military. They don't know who they are. They don't trust them. And with such Pentecost clarity of the gift of the Spirit, the bus driver realizes that one of the women is holding her Bible. And he motions, could he borrow the Bible? He thinks, surely it's the different words, but the numbering's going to be the same. And he turns to Philippians 4, 6, and he points to her, and it says, do not worry about anything. And then he pointed to this 
powerful moment of understanding. Powerful moment. In that moment, they relaxed and they trusted and they knew that they were here not to hurt them, but to help them. I think that the power of Pentecost, it's about understanding that the power of love reaches out to us in unexpected ways. And the power of love is calling us to reach out to others in unexpected new ways. So hear that again. I think that the power of Pentecost is about understanding the power of love that reaches out to you in ways you'd never imagine and calls you to reach out to others as well. Is there a new Pentecost moment rising in your heart this day? Is there a new way of understanding, a new way of loving that God is inviting you to explore? If so, I hope you will take that very seriously. Pay close attention and be faithful. At Pentecost, in one action of the Holy Spirit, there was new understanding, new insight, a new common identity that we were all part of this one human family, and we are connected through love. Well, another thing I noticed about this text this week is that one minute there were tongues of fire and the next minute they were speaking in tongues. But perhaps the most important thing is what happened in between those two. The work of the Spirit was active. The Spirit pushed those disciples out of their safe place, out the door, into the world, into the street. It pushed them. They had begun the morning in that safe place. And before long, before they knew it, they were out in the street having conversation with Parthians and Medes, with Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia. And if I understand the text correctly, it's much more than about logistics. It's much more than simply changing location. Because what the Spirit is doing here is teaching. The Spirit is teaching these disciples. And in that teaching, they are learned. They learn that they are tied to the world. They are tied to all these people through love. They were all of a sudden connected to people in Phrygia and Pamphylia and Cretans and Arabs. They had not cared one hoot about them before, but now they understand that Jesus came for them too. Pentecost. It gets us beyond our walls. It gets us out of the church and into the world. I like the way one pastor put it. Pentecost gets us to stop huddling in our version of sameness and safety. Pentecost encourages us to throw open the windows and the doors, to feel the pressure of God's hand on our back, and pour ourselves out into the streets and speak. when the Holy Spirit came silence was no longer possible they were on fire what is that new way God might be nudging you today feeling warm in here hmm? is God calling you to have a bigger more expansive view of God a bigger more expansive view of your neighbor of people that we don't trust people we don't know when we don't know them, we're fearful. This week, all of your clergy 
and many of our laity were over in Lakeland, Florida at our annual conference. It was an exciting week and there were many, many Pentecost moments throughout the week. Very exciting. We elected delegates to both uh, jurisdictional and um, general conference. That was very exciting. We elected, um, we passed resolutions. Uh, one of those resolutions states, we will value all and work toward the full inclusion of LGBTQ persons in the life of this conference. We heard the word proclaimed in powerful ways. We sang songs of praise and we ordained, commissioned, and licensed 52 new clergy and deacons in our conference. Very exciting. But on Thursday night in the worship service, we heard about a new church start that really touched me. We collected the offering that night for them in this new church start, and we gathered $37,000. It was a powerful offering. They only had to do it once, too. I mean, if they'd done it twice, they might have gotten more. In some cultures, they do that twice. But $37,000 are going to this new church start, a new church start that's going to happen inside the Lowell Correctional Institute, the largest women's prison in the United States. It is here in Florida. Yes, amen. 3,000 women who may not have walked the path you have walked, but who stand in need of God's grace and love, just like we do. One of our pastors has a tremendous sense of call, a burden on her heart to be the pastor of these women. She said, we have 3,000 women there who one day will be released from prison and will go and live in our communities, communities just like yours. I want them to know the love of Jesus Christ. And I want them and I want us to be prepared to welcome them home. For this pastor, it is the work of the Holy Spirit that has moved within her that allows her to see these women as her sisters. The lesson of Pentecost is that the human family is family. The disciples, they were all in one place. And then the Spirit pushed them out into the world where there were Jews and Palestinians, there were Koreans and Syrians and Iranians. They met Americans, black and white, rich and poor, men and women, incarcerated and free. And they discovered that Christ came for them because they are his family. To know what God wants, we have to get beyond our familiar same places. We have to get to know people who are different from us. And so together, let us listen to the leading of the Spirit. And together, may we be on fire for the healing of this world. Let's pray. Oh, gracious, holy, powerful Spirit, be with us. Blow afresh upon us nudge us, encourage us, send a, a strong, mighty wind, whatever it is that will get us out of our comfortable places into those places where you are calling us to be. 
Sometimes you speak in a subtle little voice and sometimes a powerful wind. However it is you are speaking to us this day, give us the ears to hear and the courage to be faithful. This we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Friends, as a response of the word and to continue our worship, let us receive our tithes, offerings, and gifts and those prayer cards. <laughs> 